a.m. Pittsburgh. The Adam Crowley Show. Crazy animal, those ducks, Adam. They always try to swim and look calm underneath, but on the surface, they're just... Back to you. Adam Crowley. The Crowley Man. On ESPN Pittsburgh. You found the Crowley Show, where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-919-1316 is the number to call, or you could join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina back in the studio. Check him out on Twitter at FBomber73. And please tell your kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. I saw James Conner spoke today. He said, quote, I'm not playing for a contract or playing not to get hurt. I'm playing to win, end quote. Yeah, this is not going to be the lead story today. But those kinds of comments always strike me as odd. I'm not playing to not get hurt. I'm not playing for a contract. I'm playing to win. Aren't you going to play the same way either way? Are you really conscious uh, of the way that you're going to play or not going to play? James Conner, you want to win, but you want a contract, whether it be with the Steelers or someplace else. All right, that was the sports. Now on to sports adjacent. How about more along the lines of humanitarian. But there's a sports tie. Because there's always going to be a sports tie. Because we're all affected right now by what's going on. The COVID stuff sucks. The police brutality and the institutional racism, it sucks. It's not a great time for our country right now. And if you think otherwise, congratulations on the privilege. The Penguins released a statement today. And the response is... It's just a microcosm of where we are right now. The Penguins' statement was generic. It looks like what most sports teams' releases look like. And then here are some of the many responses that I saw on Twitter. It's a few of the many, but a lot of people had this opinion, these opinions. Quote, I'm glad a statement was finally made, but I expected better from Yin's. Can you tell us who was it that killed Mr. George Floyd? End quote. That's because the Penguins, like most other organizations, most if not all other organizations in sports, didn't mention the police. The next one, quote, guess it takes all day to water down a statement this dramatically, end quote. Next one, guess this took a little extra time because you had to scrub it a bunch of times to delete any references to who killed him, end quote. The other one. This is weak. You could have kept it, end quote. There's dozens upon dozens of these. The Penguins also changed their account's picture on Twitter to all black for the hashtag Blackout Tuesday movement. And here are some of the responses to that in the mentions. Quote, no, all lives matter. Good cops' lives don't matter, question mark. People beaten for being white by a mob don't matter. Oh, just want to be supportive. Some people die. Some people die by cops. Some cops are bad. It's sad but true. There is no reason for this rioting. Whites get killed and we don't riot. End quote. Another one. 20 years of enjoying Penguins hockey. Poof. Gone. End quote. Another one. Quote. Never thought in a million years I would say this, but I'm a Flyers fan now. End quote. All lives matter. All lives matter. All lives matter equally. The media is hyping this up. People of all creeds get abused every day. End quote. Here's another one. Quote, you stand with rioters who burn the churches? You're no better than that scum, end quote. 
I'll get back to all that in a second. All of the responses to the hashtag Black Lives Matter post from the Penguins. Here's where we are as a country. Deny it all you want, but here's where we are. The Penguins make two posts in support of the black community, and you've got people telling them that they either didn't do enough, and you've got people telling them that they've done too much. Tim Benz, who's going to be on the show today at 6, good friend of mine, good person, was called a racist and a left-wing extremist last night. Mark Madden, friend of ours, was called a racist and a leftist extremist last night. A racist or a left-wing extremist? How can you possibly confuse one with the other? We've become very comfortable using divisive language instead of having civil discussions. Angry arguments are what you get on social media. You keep calling someone a leftist or an extremist, it's tough to not blur the lines when people actually truthfully are unhinged. That's where we are. The Penguins tweet out two separate posts supporting the African-American community, and some say it's not enough, it's not good enough, and then some say it's too much. And what I say is this is all typical. I would like to take a bit, though, out of the second batch of tweets, because here's something that is confusing me. How is saying Black Lives Matter taken as something that is divisive? It's a statement of fact. Black lives matter. They do. They're people. Of course they matter. People see it and they say they're done with a hockey team. People see it and they say they're going to root for the Flyers. That's unforgivable. People see it and they say, oh no, it's not just black people who die. Everybody dies. White people die. Asian people die. Here's what happened last week. George Floyd was murdered by a police officer. Nine minutes, the dude was on his neck. A police officer, one who had a dozen and a half complaints on his record. That is what happened. Can we talk about that? Let's do something disingenuous here, though, to prove a point. Let's pretend that it was one black guy who was killed. Just one black guy. No big deal, right? Just one black guy. Just George Floyd. You know what? That's too many. One is too many. How can a man be allowed to do that in front of three fellow officers whom are sworn to protect and serve? Who are those guys sworn to protect and serve? Their fellow cop? Or their fellow man? How can a guy still be in the field when he's already perpetrated multiple acts that I would deem sinister? How can he have been charged with third-degree murder when he was still kneeling on Floyd for three minutes after he died. How come the other police officers haven't been arrested? The answer to those questions leads you to believe that to some, black lives don't matter. Now, use your noggins and go back through history. Yesterday was the, what, 99th anniversary of the Tulsa massacre. We've had racial violence in our country forever. So... George Floyd was not the only black man killed when he didn't deserve to be killed. How many died that way and we never knew about it? How many died that way and we never saw it on camera? No smartphones. When someone says black lives matter, it's because it's hard to feel like they do sometimes. If you are a black person, 
When I say save the whales, nobody goes, nope, save the dolphins. When I say we need to prevent forest fires, cute commercials and all, right? Nobody goes, nah, we need to preserve the marshes instead. Black lives matter. In saying all lives matter, you're telling them that you don't hear them. That today can't be about them. They want to be heard. They want people to know that black lives matter. Because it's a fact. And they don't feel like they're heard or get support. It's not a violent movement. It's a statement. It's not a divisive statement. It's a statement of fact. Black lives matter. Of course they do. They can't not matter. People feel like because some, some, have turned peaceful protests into anarchy that the movement itself is disgusting. No. The same way that there are bad Republicans or extremist Democrats, there are going to be people who, in the midst of a peaceful protest, are going to try to serve their own agenda. Black Lives Matter is... Not even really a, a movement, right? Is it? I mean, it's a statement of fact that people rally around. All lives matter is what gets thrown back in the face of the black man when the black man says, my life means something. The white guy can't just for a second step aside and go, you know what? Yeah, today's your day. No, the white guy's got to go, no, my life matters just as much as yours. Or blue lives matter because Papa Smurf's walking through the door. We don't have to do that. We saw on videotape a man get murdered. An autopsy report confirmed that the man got murdered. Let black people, for once, have their voices heard and don't try to stomp them out. It's okay to allow the Penguins to post on social media, Black Lives Matter, and you don't need to say... I'm revoking my season tickets. How are you that offended by that? How is anybody offended by the Penguins merely, honestly, just doing the bare minimum here of just maintaining solidarity with the black community? How can we possibly get mad about that? How can people get upset about the fact that the Penguins stand for black people's lives mattering? How? 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 412-919-1316. Seriously, how? Yeah, tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Why would you get mad about that? And don't tell me that sports organizations don't have a responsibility here. We had that conversation yesterday. I think any organization or any player who wants to speak out can, and if they don't, fine. I'd like to see people who have means be humanitarians in whatever walk of life that they're in. I think that's important. But if people want to sit aside and not comment on something that they're not intelligent enough about, I can fine buy that, okay? But don't tell the Penguins that they can't take a stand if they want to. When we've seen some of the people who've been the greatest agents for social change be athletes like Muhammad Ali, or people who stood for people who couldn't be their own agents of social change. Like, Don't tell me that the Penguins have to all of a sudden be apolitical whenever they had a police night last year. And apolitical is probably not the right term because I don't view this as politics. I view this as humanity. But how many of the same people who were freaking out about the Black Lives Matter hashtag from the Penguins today 
were getting pissed off when the Penguins had a couple of cops who pulled out a Blue Lives Matter flag. Is it stay out of this then? Was it stick to sports then? I doubt it. So now it's about self-reflection. If you're okay with the Penguins having a flag that's for blue lives, right? Quote-unquote blue lives. Why are you not okay with black lives mattering? Dig within yourself. Ask the question. Answer the question. And get back to me with that. Yesterday I put up a Twitter poll. Again, at underscore Adam Crowley. If there were an NFL game today, would you support players kneeling during the anthem? 65% of the people said yes. This is good. That's higher than it was when the Kaepernick stuff was actually going down. It was about 55% then when I posted it on Twitter. The 35% though, guys, I just don't get it. Kaepernick wanted to talk after games at press conferences, was told that that's not the place to do it. We're told that he shouldn't tweet about it, that athletes shouldn't have opinions, that they should hashtag stick to sports. We're told that black people need to peacefully protest. Well, what does that mean? Because Cap did, and he got criticized. People need to be made uncomfortable. It's about forcing people to acknowledge the issues if they're not willing to accept them as fact. If a thousand people march quietly down the streets of Pittsburgh, is there a discussion? Can there be real change? I'm asking a legitimate question there. Things like sit-ins, boycotts, weren't well-received, but they were pointed. Maybe that needs to be better here, but those protests make people upset back then. They make people uncomfortable and upset now. That's what needs to happen here. Sorry if your football enjoyment is momentarily affected. Sorry. Tough. People say sports are their safe space, their escape. They don't want to have to deal with a kneeler for a moment, right? But think about that juxtaposed with having to deal with racism your entire life. What's harder? You can turn off a football game. You can turn off the pregame, right? Some guy said yesterday, oh, you got to put it at another time. You can't do it during the anthem. I'm ready to watch football. Go take a urine break. What's harder, having to deal with racism your entire life, not being able to hit the power button, or being at a Steelers game and... You know, instead of looking at the field, maybe you look at the flag. Or if you're watching on TV, maybe turn the TV off instead of, you know, watching the protest. I'm going to leave this topic with this for now. Kaepernick was protesting police brutality. What if there hadn't been video? Would we know that Floyd was murdered? Would there have been any action? Police who are violent or who cover up violence need to be policed themselves because this is going to happen and has happened forever when cameras weren't around and won't be around. If we can weed out the police before this happens, the police force, and get rid of the bad cops and the ones who are harboring them, well, that should be the goal. And I don't think anybody should be upset with accountability in any walk of life. If you F up, there should be repercussions, period. You don't just get to be a cop because you have a badge on. You get to hold a gun. You get the cool uniform. It's like The Departed. Do you want to be a cop or do you want to look like you want to be a cop? When we return, let's examine the bogus nature of statement culture. Can you tell how tired I am today? After everything that went down yesterday, 
in the state of things right now, I am exhausted. Exhausted. Statement culture. Essay contests. We'll get into that next. It's the Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Sears Carpet and Air Duct Cleaning. No more big box stores, but still doing floors. Check out their introductory offers. Three rooms clean for $99 or 10 vents clean for $199. Check them out today at SearsClean.com. That's SearsClean.com. Penguins, we need you to make a statement. All right, we've done it. It's not good enough. <laughs> Penguins, we don't want you to make a statement. Well, we did the bare minimum. It's too much. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Yeah. Don't forget the other side, too. Uh, don't make a statement. Why'd you make a statement? You need to make a statement. Statement sucks. Why'd you do it? Uh, it's just, it's a lot right now. <laughs> it's all overlapping. Dude, like, I think I really, really, really want to delete Facebook. Like, just say goodbye. But then every time I do, I remember that my likes and retweets from sports blogs are going to go away. Yeah, that's like that's like giving up your uh, social media drug. You can't do that, mm-hmm. man. You need that dopamine. Dopamine, likes, retweets, the shot right to the head. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm going <laughs> on Facebook right now. This is where Steelers Nation plants its flag. Your home of the Steelers. We're excited about getting the job done, obviously. ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM, 1047 HD2, the iHeartRadio app. And now on the new and improved signal in Allegheny County, 1063 FM. This is the Adam Crowley Show. To pick against the Steelers is a sin. It's a sin that's written in the Bible. Don't you understand? On ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app. There are so many crap statements being released just to say that a statement was put out. I respect the Penguins organization. I am a fan of the Pittsburgh Penguins. There are things that they do really well. Pride night, things of that nature. They've handled outstandingly. The Mario Lemieux Foundation is wonderful. They've got one of the best fan relations in really all of sports. But the statement was not great. It was just a statement to have a statement. And... It's not unlike a lot of the statements that I've seen put out there on the death of George Floyd being murdered brutally by the police. I heard Pablo Torre earlier on today on the Dan Lebitard show with Stu Gotts, and Pablo called it essay contests. Everyone's writing the best essay right now. And it doesn't, to me, just apply to the sports leagues doesn't just apply to the sports teams. No, everyone's doing it to pander on social media, too. It bothers me when I see somebody that I know who ain't actually going to do anything, who's changed their Facebook or Twitter account to have the black avatar. That bothers me. To me, that's not being an advocate for change. To me, that's doing the absolute bare minimum. That's writing your name on the SATs. That's what that is. 
either do something or don't. But to me, putting up that is worse than doing nothing if you're not actually going to stand behind it. The Knicks didn't put out one of these essays, one of these statements. NBC put one up, and it said, quote, We stand with our black employees, colleagues, partners, and creators in outrage at acts of racism. Black lives matter, end quote. Well, how about the black people who aren't NBC employees? The NFL's message was perhaps just the most tone-deaf thing that I've ever seen. Uh, Roger Goodell, on the back of the majority of the owners, he said, we've got to understand our platform. Meanwhile, three, four years ago, the platform that Colin Kaepernick was trying to utilize was shut down by the NFL. If a person or an organization didn't post a message when this started to go down, here's another thing I've been thinking about. I don't know if we should want to see one now. If you don't feel it, if you don't support change, if you if you haven't been thinking about it a lot, then F off. Because I don't think a fake show of solidarity is anything but counterproductive. Don't feign sadness or outrage or unity, either for that matter. Don't just put it out there for the sake of putting it out there. Don't do it just for the retweets. Don't do it to be seen as the person who is an activist, even though you're not an activist. We've all seen the videos, I'm sure by now, of the Instagram influencers, they call themselves, who are just showing up to get their boyfriends to take pictures of them in front of stores that have been looted, and they're pretending to help fix these places. That is an extreme example of what a lot of people are doing right now you know for me what i think i'm going to try to do and i talked to my father about this is you got to be a good dad you want to teach your child right from wrong and to understand that race isn't a defining characteristic for anybody that should lead you to being evil or treat them as less than I think if you are passionate about getting change to be made as far as the police are concerned, you've got to vote the right people in. Uh, we can talk a whole lot about the system we've got right now, but uh, right now with what we do have, you have to vote the right people in. You have to call the right people, and maybe that doesn't make a difference, but you've got to try. But just putting out a statement to me, and a late statement at that, I mean, it's it's the bare minimum. Carson Wentz put one out on the 28th of May. Carson Wentz, I think, really does care. And I know I'm going to get criticized for this. Well, why does it matter as long as you say it? I'm not ripping anybody, right? Honestly, I mean, does it sound like I'm going above and beyond here? I don't think so. I just, you can save it. I'm not saying you're a terrible organization if you put that out there and it's just the bare minimum, but like you could have held on to it. Carson Wentz, I think, cares. Guys like Rosie Nix and Cole Tucker were saying things on Twitter in the earliest days of this. Mike Tomlin in the past has said, not about this situation, but about football, he doesn't want hostages. He wants guys who want to be in Pittsburgh. You ever been in an argument with your wife and one of you two apologizes, but it's clearly a fake apology just to fulfill the obligation? Some of these statements read as though they were coerced out of people at gunpoint. Some of them, a lot of them, feel like they were released to fill simply the obligation. There's a problem 
with systematic racism, duh. The more important issue, if you can separate the two, is police brutality. Are statements mentioning that aspect? If not, then they're trying to appear to take the side of the oppressed, but without mentioning or condemning the oppressor. Yo, I'm a white guy. So if someone comes up to me, a person of color, and they tell me that they're happy that there was a statement released, you know what, fine. It's more for them to decide than me. But this is my opinion. If we want to see real change, it will be because organizations and people want to release responses and want to lend their voices and actions to a cause and not worry at all about whom or what they offend. That, to me, is when real change happens. When... Evander Kane says, I need people who don't look like me to step up in my sport. Guys like Sidney Crosby, well, okay, fine. But if Sidney Crosby's not going to lend his name or his voice to your fight, or maybe a fight that all humanity should be battling, do you really want to force him in front of a microphone to say something he's not speaking intelligently about? I, I, I don't know. It's not for me to decide. But my opinion is... Maybe one day all of humanity will want to be passionate about this and speak up about this. But I ain't going to be the kind of person who should say, ah, I need to hear from this guy if they're coerced into giving a statement or forced into giving a statement. Sometimes it's better to not comment on what you don't understand. I could probably learn that too. But Roger Goodell, you could definitely learn that. Some people do more than just lend empty words, by the way. Jason Zucker, he of the Pittsburgh Penguins. What line will he play on when hockey returns? He says he's financially committed to paying for black businesses that have been harmed during the protest. He says he's going to educate his kids. And he wrote about his former teammate and how he needs to be supportive to him. But Zucker wasn't just doing lip service. He put his money where his mouth is. That is what I'm talking about. What I'm not talking about here is Dabo Sweeney. He's talked about how the country has a sin problem. That it's not necessarily a racial one. It's a sin problem. Okay, that... Uh, well, uh, missed the mark. Meanwhile, his quarterback called it what it is by saying, if you're still explaining it away, then check yourself. Dabo may well be well-intentioned and everybody who seems to cover that guy likes him thinks he's a good dude so i'm not going to say Dabo sweeney's not well-intentioned or isn't a good person but he's not addressing the problem he thinks he's addressing people think that people are evil but here's the deal we're talking about racism right now and it's okay just to focus on that today people get mad about black lives matter but for what's that brian that's my bad. I thought you said we were... Transparency being the number one virtue of the Crowley Show. I thought you said we were offline, which then just hit me that we are not offline, because if we were offline, I wouldn't have been able to hear you say that. Unprofessional moment from the Crowley man. We move forward. People get mad about Black Lives Matter, right? But for a little while, can we just focus on that? Sure, yeah, whatever. All lives matter. Nobody doesn't think that today we're focusing on black people. Today, that's the issue we discuss. Respect it. Respect that. Dabo is trying to be the good guy, but he doesn't understand the plight of the black athlete, and he never can. Hey, I know where I'm from. I'm a white guy from Mount Lebanon, too, right? I'm not the guy who's the mouthpiece for black people. But Dabo doesn't understand what 
black people have to deal with on a daily basis because I don't think he allows himself to listen even though he thinks he's listening. He used to share a bed with his mom in college. He was a poor dude. He was not that athletic, but he made his way to Alabama, came from nothing. Now he's got a $93 million contract. So his experience, his worldview, his little corner of the universe was you can earn anything with prayer and hard work. But what Dabo can never understand is that it's easier if you're white. It is, and that's okay to admit. It doesn't make Dabo or any white person evil evil for being able to better themselves. But just don't ignore that it's tougher for some than others. What Brian <laughs> told me that I misinterpreted, I'm an idiot, is that Devin is on the line. What's up, Devin? How are you, buddy? How you doing, man? Doing all right. What's Hello? up? Um, a lot of this is just a microcosm of something that happened right around when all of this popped off. There was a lady uh, in a park with her dog, and a black man asked her to put the dog on a leash. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm going to call the cops and tell them that there's a black man threatening me. So she understood what we all understand, that it's, 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 it's uneven. But the whole thing is people don't care that it's uneven. Because it doesn't affect their everyday lives, so they're not worried about it. Devin, I'm not a... A white person is not going through what a black person is going through. So, I mean, the only thing you can have is empathy and try to understand, try to put yourself in people's shoes. People are quoting Martin Luther King now, and back in his day, he was seen as wrong, if you ask majority of America. He was like a villain back then, and all he was asking Mm -hmm. was for equality. And and Jim Crow and civil rights. That people thought that the majority, not the minority, thought that he was in the wrong. And now they, they laud what he said. I'm just saying, man, it, it, it's, it's, it's too much. I'm anxious right now I'm trying to get my words out, but it's, it's, I don't know. Devin, you can call anytime you want, and uh, we will talk to you about this because I, I can't begin to understand where you would come from, right? If, if I but, uh, but I'm saying, this all I'm saying is that they understand. White people understand. They understand, but they don't agreed. listen. They understand when she said, I'll call the cops on, I'm going to call the cops and tell, tell that the black man is threatening me. She understood what she was saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? That they'll come here and they'll take my side because you're a black man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she could because she could have been calling his death on him if he hadn't videotaped everything. So I'm saying people know what's going on. They just don't care. And they use it to their advantage when they can. But it's funny when a black, like a black person will get a job and they'll be like, oh, he was hired because he was black. But they never say, oh, he was hired because he was white, even though we see it all the time in the NFL. But that's status quo, so that's okay. People have to take their heads out of their butts, man. How does it change? We have to have real conversations. Why are in history books and in, in, in schools is everything omitted? The blankets that were given to, to Native Americans, slavery, the real stuff that went on, it's all whitewashed to be just like, where's all that in history books? That's America's history, too. And as long as it's ignored that that's America's history, that like everything was all roses and candy, then nothing will be fixed. Everyone has to stand up and say what they did. And until they do that, nothing will change. Thanks for calling, man. I'm yep. sorry that everything sucks. I don't, I don't know how else to put it. I really don't. That's Devin. He calls all the time to talk about football. Uh, football didn't seem all that important today. But there are a couple of football players that lended their voice to the cause of people like Devin. 
Cam Hayward, Ramon Foster. We'll talk about what they said, where they said it next. It's the Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania, if you love online poker, here's your game. PokerStars, the world's number one poker site, is live in PA. Download the PokerStars app or play online at PokerStars.com. PA only, in partnership with Bonary, 21 and over. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah. Um, it's probably not going to be a fun show. <laughs> It's not really a uh, fun world right now, man. No. And, you know, I do I do understand the platform and the format, but there are I've seen some other sports shows and they're and they're trying to do the sports thing right now and man, like first of all, nothing compares to the stuff that we've been talking about. No. And secondly, where there are no sports. No, there's not. They're not. They're not. Like I'm supposed to talk to to Stephen J. Nesbitt at five twenty about Major League Baseball coming back. Like that feels odd. I mean, I'm gonna do it, but it feels it feels odd. It feels like it's a waste of the. It's a waste of like fifteen minutes. No offense to Stephen, of course. <laughs> no, his nation will be great, but I get it. It's uh, town and Tommy. <laughs> it is. Check out ESPN Pittsburgh's new and improved signal in Allegheny County on 106.3 FM. The same great programming with Tunch and Wolf, The Godfather, and Adam Crowley, but with a bigger, better signal in Allegheny County. ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM. And now on the new and improved 106.3. And the Ad Council. The Adam Crowley Show. Making my way downtown, walking fast, faces passing, I'm homebound. Take a lower. Staring blankly ahead, just making my way, making a way through the crowd. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Well, here's a little pandemic related breaking news instead of racial violence breaking news. I mean, I guess if I could pick one over the other, I'd rather it be breaking COVID news. Uh, This is something that affects us uh, big time, Brian. Not that everything else doesn't affect us, but I'm breaking this now on the air. The NFL has told all its teams that they must stay at their team facilities for this summer's training camps. So that would mean no St. Vincent College in Trobe for the Pittsburgh Steelers when training camp begins. Uh, This according to Adam Schefter. I don't know if I mentioned that part. Kind of a big deal. Adam Schefter knows what he's talking about. Yeah, but uh, when he was on the program last week, he did get the 4th and 15 thing wrong. So there's hope. There's hope for for Cam. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. And and, and there is hope then, I suppose. And I think we all need a little bit of hope right now. Here's... What bums me out from that standpoint, right? And again, I know the whole health issue, and that's that's first and foremost. It feels like I haven't said that in a while because we've been talking about the racial stuff. Back to COVID. Woo! The health thing's the number one priority, right? People need to be kept safe. That's the, that's the thing that matters the most. But don't think for a second I ain't bummed out about Sharkies in the places that we all frequent, that Steelers fans pour into for about a month there, and all the money that those that those places are going to lose. And it's going to happen for yeah. training camp venues all around the country, though. 
none as unique and as big of a staple as what the Steelers have at St. Vincent College. Again, I it, this is something I understand. Uh, if you have it at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex and you keep it uh, closed off and not open to spectators, I think that's the best thing in the long run for the health and wellness of the football team and, more importantly, for people. Uh, but th- that doesn't mean I can't still feel for people that I know and know well at establishments that I very often frequent in Latrobe and how much it does affect them. I mean, man, you want to talk about what gets that area rolling yeah. and living and surviving uh, from an economic standpoint. Yeah, it's the college and the college students, but man, if it ain't about Steelers training camp, too. Well, college is up in the air, too. You don't know with right. students whether they'll be on campus or not. But I was talking with uh, Prezuda earlier today about it, and uh, he was saying that he's going to go down south. He's taking a trip, taking a drive down there. And uh, on his way back, he said he's going to hit Sharky's. And we got to talking about, like, if camp does not go on, just how devastating it'll be for the community. Because just the Pittsburgh media alone puts kids through college. You know, just (laughs) Just just, me alone. Right, just our guys. I know how much cash you guys lay down there. I mean, it's, it's insane. It's the gross national product of a small country. And and it just sucks that they're not going to be able to do it. But like you, I get it because, hey, I mean, we do need to be safe about things. I get mad when people want to just take off their masks and not pay any attention at all to social distancing policies, all because they say that it infringes upon their freedoms. I think we can all sacrifice a little thing for the well-being of society from a health standpoint and I have come down and will continue to come down on the worst aspect of this virus absolutely is the fact that people have died and that people get sick but yeah there are economic hardships that come with this and there are businesses that do get negatively affected and maybe I'll join Mike Pursuta and drive south once I feel comfortable going out there in the open and I'll maybe have a beer or 15 at Sharky's and see if they'll open up the dorms for me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, man, I'm all for liberties and fighting for your liberties. And But it really, is are masks the hill you want to die on? <laughs> is, that, is, is that where you want to go down with the ship on masks? You know, that's where I started the show yesterday. Not about that specifically, but just about the freedoms that some deem protestable right and and the ones that people don't like no don't you kneel during a national anthem because a guy who looks like you just got murdered but i'm going to step up on the courthouse steps with a big old weapon because i have to wear a mask and i can't go to my favorite watering hole like i i think one thing is worth being very upset about and the other thing is a small sacrifice and you know transparency being the number one virtue of the Crowley show man I'm having a bad day guys like I'm having a rough day this has been a lot um just everything right the fact that I have a and this let you know rewind 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 <laughs> everything's relative I'm lucky right now that I have been given the opportunity to work at home and my wife and I have gotten groceries delivered and we have limited our contact to um, really people that we see behind a glass door 
Our families have not been able to watch our daughter, who's seven months old, grow up to this point. Um, but I'm not dead. She's not dead. Nothing terrible has befallen our child. And I understand that we are actually lucky. Now, that being said, it doesn't mean that it's not hard. And it doesn't mean that, man, I'm not wound real tight right now because I haven't gotten to see other people that I love. My wife hasn't got to see other people that she loves. It's friggin' hard, and it sucks. But full well, understanding that, we still have, we still have done it. <laughs> we, we still have followed the rules because it's not a liberty being taken away. It's trying to protect other people's lives, and that's one of the inalienable rights that we got in the Constitution, right? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of damn happiness. Uh, you, you start not wearing masks around, you, the, people are going to get sick. Uh, it's their right to live. So if we can deal with it, and we've had our hardships, other people can deal with it too. And I know a lot of people, some I feel comfortable talking about on the air, other people I don't feel comfortable talking about on the air who have lost their jobs, right? Some people who wouldn't want me to tell on air that they've lost their jobs, people that have been furloughed, that sucks. But those things can come back. Jobs, businesses, human lives, sadly, cannot come back, obviously. You die, you die. Unless you're one of those people who believes in reincarnation. Let me please point you in the direction of Bill Walton's radio show. Uh, you can catch him out at 10 p.m. <laughs> Eastern Time. <sighs> anyway, I do feel bad for the Latrobe people, though. I mean, that's, I can say both things. I can say both things. Moving on to what I wanted to get to, because that was really more of a cathartic personal aside that I apologize for. You got to listen to black people when they talk, guys. You, you got to listen to black dudes. Cam Hayward on the DV Morning Show said, quote, my wife is white and we have had a talk like this, and I have had to tell her, I don't always feel comfortable around police officers. I almost feel like I have to be to the book and be to the T. I have to make sure they know that I am not in any instance trying to make them feel threatened. I almost have to articulate even more and make sure that I want them to be safe. End quote. He went on to tell a story about how he had gotten back from the airport on his way home. He was pulled over by the police. His wallet was in the trunk of his car in his suitcase, and he had to get it. And three police cruisers wound up being on the scene. Black guy gets out of car, going into the back of the car to get his wallet. I can't imagine how he would feel. I can't. I want to empathize. I feel for him. But I can't understand that. That's the reality of a black man, folks. Ramon Foster wrote a column for DKPittsburghSports.com. Dayon's been very transparent about this. He showed screenshots of the click numbers. There's like 73,000 people that scrolled past or reacted to Ramon Foster's column on Twitter. It's got like 6,000 people who've read this thing. People reading Dale Lolly's James Conner piece more, and it's just about a couple of things that Conner said regarding football today. And I love Dale, and I'm sure it's great, but, I mean, come on. People, people, don't, people aren't listening. Ramon Foster wrote a column... And it was about his end-of-season drive that he takes from Pittsburgh to where he lives in Tennessee. It's about eight hours. 
He brings his dog, a big old Rottweiler. He's got a safe that he's got in the back seat of his car that has three guns in it. And as he's driving from his in-season home to his off-season home, naturally he brings those things with him. He says he has to think about how that situation would be received if he were to be pulled over. Rottweiler, six foot six black dude, guns in the back seat, though he puts them in a safe. He also says he's got two sons. And he had to tell them about how they should react if one of their teammates or opponents or anybody uses the N-word. He told them that they're never allowed to be in a car or drive a car with more than four people in it. I mean, my dad was like, hey, don't text and drive. Here's the keys. Right? People rip Kaepernick because, in part, they say he's not the right messenger because he's too rich, right? Well, you think a black man with an afro walking down the streets of Mount Lebanon won't be looked at any different than I would? If you think that he wouldn't be, you are living up your own ass. Took a weird turn at the end of that sentence. At that moment, not when your head's up your ass, but when Kaepernick's walking down the streets of Lebo, it doesn't matter how wealthy you are. If the cops are called on, they don't know who you are. How about a big old 300-pound black dude with a Rottweiler? You think it matters that he protects Ben Roethlisberger's blind side in Tennessee or Kentucky or Ohio? How about Cam Hayward, one of the nicest and realest dudes ever? You really think it matters in the moment when he gets pulled over? What a great, gentle giant he is. He's massive black. These dudes are some of the most physically strong people on the face of this earth. Williamson talks about it all the time. Uh, and, and labs, too, I think. It's the planet rule. Like, there's only a certain number of people on the planet who can do the things that these people do from a strength and physicality standpoint. And these people, these strong people, are scared for themselves, for their wives, for their children. And it's not your place to tell them not to be. It's not my place to tell them not to be. Man, I am paid to talk for three hours every day, and I will fill that, right? So I'm going to continue to lend my voice to causes I feel are just. But we also have to listen. When someone tells us that they're afraid, I'll tell them that they shouldn't be. When someone says black lives matter because they desperately need to be heard, no one should tell them that all lives matter because you know who needs to be hugged right now is the black guy. Some guy on Twitter told me that because of these protests, black people are showing themselves to be violent in nature. Are you kidding me? That they deserve to be policed differently? Are you kidding me? This is what guys like Hayward and Foster deal with all the time. So listen, learn, read. I will. I will try. Pat Narduzzi was accused by a former player of using the term thug pretty recklessly. Uh, what's to believe? I'm not sure, but we'll explore that next. Because why, why not have more fun? Christ. It's the Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania, if you love online poker, here's your game. PokerStars, the world's number one poker site, is live in PA. Download the PokerStars app or play online at PokerStars.com. PA only, in partnership with Bonary, 21 and over. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> Joey Bag of Donuts said, Facebook is hell, but please, you love Twitter. I, I mean, I'd love it more <laughs> if I got 10,000 followers, Joey. If you want to tell people to follow the crowd, man, because I'm, I'm a great social warrior and a great sports guy, then please. He uh, told them to unfollow you the other day. Yeah, and then, 
it didn't piss me off because I really don't care that much. But uh, you know, people didn't know I was joking. I wound up taking a big follower hit. <laughs> With great power, I really, I really did. <laughs> I was wondering if you did. Uh, and then it sort of, uh, it sort of plateaued or leveled off. I guess their better phrase. And then now with some of the retweets that I've had, some of the opinions, I've started followers again. Oh, now it's just on you. It's not Joey's fault. <laughs> now it's my fault. Unless people- this is where Steelers Nation plants its flag. Your home of the Steelers. We're excited about getting the job done, obviously. ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM, 1047 HD2, the iHeartRadio app. And now on the new and improved signal in Allegheny County, 106.3 FM. You are listening to ESPN Pittsburgh, live from the Fox Bet Studios. Make the call. Download the app today. WBGGA 